All right. Fuck it. Well, I guess we'll just do this live. Do it live. Welcome back, everybody, to the third episode of another serious airsoft podcast. I'll be your host tonight, Cole or Airsoft Bandit. With me, I've got Derek from Mo Guns. Yo. Uh, P and W Punk. What's going on? Carl from B Bad Dynamics. Hello. And if he's back at his mic, I don't think he is. We've got little Corey from Guardian Tees. Yep, the actual big Corey is back at his mic. <laughs> I heard everything you said. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd sneak that one in there. You sneak nothing on me, sir. And if everyone didn't hear from the last episode, we are actually sponsored by a couple of really cool companies. We've got Airsoft C3, your premier social network as far as Airsoft is concerned, as well as Enola Gay Smoke, or EG, as you guys probably better know. EG. EG. So I guess we're... (laughs) (laughs) It's like Corey and I just did this... uh, that super sweet division game that you were so jealous of, Eric, this last yeah, weekend. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was silently, um, I was silently in, in green with envy that I couldn't make it. Yeah, it was awesome. Y'all's kits looked dope. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like, don't get me wrong. I've never done, uh, I've never done cosplay, and I'm definitely not like Doubt. into the the more serious LARPing side of Milsim. But uh, actually, kitting out in a specific way was pretty fun. Yeah. It is yeah, fun yeah, to, really to build it. something for a specific. Yeah. Like in the sling pack was actually way more useful than I thought it would be. I mean, oh, it yeah. was really <laughs> legit from what you guys have told me of like, you guys had like your own badges and like, yeah, the game was ran a certain way. So I guess you can just start by. Well, the reason the, the, I was going to say the reason the sling packs are so fucking useful was because they had actual loot crates with like BBs, Ooh. medic materials, smokes grenades and like all kinds of like stuff you would actually use in the game and whichever like group of four or squad got those loot crates back they just got to keep everything yeah you know we should uh we should do we should just do a a quick after action review kind of start to finish just kind of go over what happened and do it the right way (laughs) my pet peeve is like these dudes that want to do an after action review but all it is is just like a like a bitch session like they're not yeah. actually doing an ar the <laughs> Here's way it's everything we hate this is the way an ar terrible. is supposed to work i wasn't an action hero <laughs> yeah i was never in the military or anything like that so i don't know what i'm talking about but <laughs> you you talk about like just the series of events that happen start to finish and then after you're done talking about it you go over what was right what was wrong you give three sustains things you liked that you'd like to see again and three things that could be improved so we can just go with that format. I don't know if we're going to get to three, but uh, we can just we can definitely talk about how things worked start to finish and what we liked and what we didn't like. And Yeah, I'd say we'll start with just kind of the basics for anyone that didn't hear the last episode on exactly what the game was about or what. It, uh... So this was down here in Mineral Wells, Texas at Breachpoint Productions, which is a Vietnam era hospital. Yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of and then they've also got a about. 10, 11 acres to the north of that AO. That was the wooded part of the AO as well. So you've got CQB, really tight, close quarters, like four-story building. And you've got your kind of like more wooded area, woods ball type stuff. So it was a good mix of the AOs. But the theme was, of course, Division 2 with 511 and Ubisoft kind of like loosely sponsoring the event. Um, You've got, uh, we had Kaiju from Falcon was head of the division side. And then we had our old buddy Woodcock leading the true sons, which is like the paramilitary bad guys. Uh, They set up this game right off the bat with kind of a neat idea that there would be things like loot crates and boxes and weapons that you could unlock for a certain amount of time, as well as a lot of like minor objective based stuff on top of like the normal big uh, like normal go-tos. You like capture this point, hold this point, yada, 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 yada. And then uh, Corey and I, we were division agents. Kind of set up and uh, put everything together and get as close as we could to the game. I feel like we were pretty spot on as far as like looking the way we were supposed to look. Yeah, I mean, and as far as I could tell, like, and 
Uh, I'm going to just shame myself a little bit. I've never played the game. Uh, I hear it's good. I, I need to download it and play it. But I went and I looked up a bunch of uh, like what cosplayers had put together. And I looked up uh, what uh, like just the cover art and stuff like that. And it's pretty much like jackets, long sleeve shirts, beanies, hats, uh, slick plate carriers, if a plate carrier at all. And the the big thing is the the sling, uh, the sling style backpack. Yeah. Um, so we, we pretty much, we put those together. I know we had put, uh, we didn't have beacons. So we kind of tossed garments in the area where a beacon should have been Kaiju, uh, Josh from, was it, it's Josh, right? From Falcon. Yep. Actually 3d printed, uh, beacons and like, I mean, hooked up electronics in them and everything. And they legitimately worked like they had a kill switch and everything. It, cool. it, they were spectacular. Like I'd like to get a hold of them and order one, but, uh, yeah, I mean, all the all the agents looked like agents, and all the true sons looked like your typical like UFS guys for the most part. Um, just standard military kit. Uh, when the game started initially, we pre-deployed to the roof. Uh, our group of four, I think, primarily so KWA could take pictures. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we we pre-deployed to the roof, which put us in a terrible position. Because we went downstairs and we were surrounded on both sides. Well, we didn't little know. Little did we know. <laughs> little did we know we were surrounded by friendlies on both sides. So we started engaging friendlies on both sides and they started engaging us. I got fragged with a grenade that I had given to somebody to use, nice. which was uh, yeah, quite a bit of irony there. <clears throat> yeah, Fritz, uh, he gave Fritz a grenade and Fritz killed him with it. Yeah, and, and the problem that we ran into is that on one side you had a, a couple guys wearing multicam black and multicam black gear. And then you had division agents on our side wearing black t-shirts. So it was a lot of black and it's indoors. There's no light. Like it's dark in these. In this yeah. Building. It's yeah. It's if they pretty... would have prevented the true sons from wearing black gear, uh, that would have alleviated that problem. I think for the most part, but, for a lot uh, of but that was, I mean, to me, that was the main hiccup of the day and it was right off yeah. the bat. Yeah. Immediately. We, 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 uh, we got the, we got the hard part out of the way pretty early on. Yeah. We pretty much, we exfilled ourselves from, uh, from the hospital after that. We and stayed then, out of it too. Yeah. And then, uh, there was uh, like the way the hospital set up, there's pretty much like, I don't know, a hundred yards of open field on either side of it, like all four sides of the of the hospital. And then yeah, and they had, they had the road. Set up a, they'd set up a safe zone too, coming into each AO that was like 75 feet deep by like whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and, that, and that was cool too, to prevent spawn camping. Cause we yeah. definitely, we've seen that at games before, but uh, anyway, uh, we exfil from the hospital. Well, right outside the hospital on, uh, I think it would be the South side of the hospital was a respawn point for true sons. And, uh, that was the second hiccup. There were, there was some questions about the rules as to how the respawn could work. Uh, one guy told us, and th- this is all coming from different admin guys. One guy told us that, uh, you couldn't respawn if it was being contested, which we were definitely contesting it, but guys would just instantly come back over, 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 yeah, over we'd and kill over. them and, and keep shooting, at the respawn point at the guys that were already there and these dudes yeah. would just shot would just walk back there and then just come back in and yeah like, and then and then the admin went over there and told him no you can't do that because it's being contested well that was different than what other admin guys were telling people so it caused some confusion um but eventually uh we did overtake it cole and i led the charge against it and uh, we just knuckled down we were getting we were so because like we did that first charge and it didn't work out and so Corey and yeah. i were like we're gonna get that fucking respawn point yeah how many so, uh how many guys do you think were at the game uh probably what 50 per side maybe probably about 100 no okay. there's more there's more than that that's I'd, I'd say there was at least there's less just shy of 150 I'd yeah say. probably I, I i would say at the most probably 120 did like the AO feel like it sustained that amount of people absolutely. properly or yeah. like, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. definitely being that you had to, we technically had two separate AOs that were being played at the same time. Yeah. Got it that. wouldn't have been a good game. I think if you would have gone over 150, definitely 200 would have been too many. Oh yeah. No, no, uh, it's even. a, it's yeah. a, it's a very small AO, uh, kind of like, uh, I would say it's even smaller than rebel yell. I don't know if you guys have ever played, yeah, Rebel yell, but that's, mm. that's AMS's smallest AO by far. Mm. Well, yeah, back when they uh, played it, Camp Gruber. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah. it is a good bit smaller than Camp Gruber. Yeah. But anyway, um, anyway, we take we take the spawn point, uh, took the flag out, <laughs> we took pictures with it, uh, just to just to make uh, Woodcock mad, <laughs> which we did a lot. 
and then uh, we yeah, and then we went back and uh, the first frago I think we got was uh, it was back out into the wood line. We were looking for the pieces that we needed to put together uh, our comms because our team, because we're not military, we're division agents. We weren't allowed to use comms until we set up this this tower. And I don't know that we ever did. Um, I think they had it day two. Yeah, it, it, there was and there was confusion there about what the parts looked like and stuff like that because there was boxes all over the place. Uh, so we went out there, we failed at that, but we eliminated all the true sons out there. Again, it was Cole and I leading the charge and getting people to flank and move around. There was one. Uh, who was that team of guys that was out there with us? Jaegers, uh, Jaegers, Oklahoma Jaegers. I yeah, think. squared away group, that. really squared away. Yeah, they, um, those dudes knew it was up. Actually flanked, <laughs> which hard were, too. Like went hard, deep. and and uh, so we set up pretty much a base of fire. They flanked around us, and we wiped everybody out. Um, we went back, didn't complete the mission because uh, we had no clue what the mission looked like. We were also to give you some context too. It sounds like we're going back a lot. It's because they also limited to the division agents because we had more numbers. They limited us to four mid four mags. We Total. reloaded every oh, time wow. we went out within probably what 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I, I wanted to use my Evo really bad, but it only has, yeah. ASD Evo only comes with 75 round mags. But we, so that lasted for like 10 minutes. Right. But we had, we had numbers on true sun. So I was, I was okay with it. Um, it definitely evened out the game when it's it definitely to. like an 80, 50 split. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, so we go back, uh, this is about midway through the day at this point. Um, our next mission was to, we got it at the same time as true sons was to go and recover what box echo it was just <laughs> yes, it was a supply crate stuff. and they, <laughs> they they tell you where it's at they said it's somewhere in the northwest corner well they, so yeah, we they, go gave out. The, they gave me a grid coordinate and on our way out there i realized that the admin golf cart is like in that area i'm yeah, like they I left it you. parked they, they just like, dropped it off yeah they left it parked right cart. next to it so we take off in a dead sprint cole and i we grab it take off in a dead sprint back and we drop it and woodcock sees us bringing it in as he's just now getting enough guys well, no, back no, hold on. The- right before right before like right after we grab it and start heading back this because we told you that it's the aos are split between this road right oh, yeah so the spawn yeah, yeah. point to come in is right off the road so we're going back in full view of everybody and about 40 true sons come into the spawn point like a full platoon of them and we just kind of like slowly set the crate down and like we're far enough away that they can't shoot us. We like kind of moved in front of it and watched them hoping that, you know, they wouldn't notice that we were just running with this giant fucking green crate. <laughs> and they're looking at us and looking over and looking at us. And luckily, this other team, some guys down from down at like I think it's AR-15 is the name of their field from down in like San Antonio area. Uh, Scar. They spotted and saw that we had this. Oh, what was going on? Yeah, I forgot about that. They come like suicide charge, like bats out of hell out of the building, just shooting, like not taking cover, just running out, shooting at them to draw their attention. And as soon as this group of like 40 snaps their attention over and engages them, Corey and I sprint like fucking madmen and like dive into the safe zone where they can't shoot us with the yeah. crate. With the yeah. crate. And so right. we, we take the crate back, we drop it. And uh, it was probably 10 minutes later, an admin comes by and unlocks it and just comes up and says, hey, we unlocked the crate. So Cole and I are like, you know what? We got it. But Let's initially, and initially when we dropped it, we saw Wood- Woodcock saw that we, it was us that got it. <laughs> and his reaction was primo. Dude, he goes, <laughs> he goes, guys, forget about it. They already freaking got it. <laughs> He was so well, I think, I, think I chipped so at him bad. a little bit. I said something. I was like, you know, you ain't got anybody faster than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they had just got enough guys back at their spawn point to actually go after the Frago, but it was already over. I know. If I saw, mind if you, I, he was like, he was like 150 feet away at this point in time. Like he's yelling this shit into if, his car. If I saw you two holding a giant crate and just running away, I would have just give up. I'd be like, eh. <laughs> like, no, nobody's going to I don't know them. what it is, but we just lost it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it's gone now. I just yeah. realized we had it. And and so, it so after, yeah, it was, it, it, we set it at our, at our fob for like 10 minutes. And then, uh, uh, an admin comes by and unlocks it and says, Hey, your, your supply crates unlocked. So we go back over there. We thought it was a gun at first just because of its weight, but we opened it up and there's like 10 EG 67s in there, nice. 10 smokes, which in the game would gas people out and kill they them. Were if, the new EG, is it the 25? Is the little the tiny ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. that just kind of pop. Yeah. Yeah. And they, so they use them in the game. There's something called green poison, which is like the disease. And yeah. we'll get in more into detail on how these worked in the game. Cause it's actually really fucking cool. And I really liked it a lot especially because I got to play with them a little bit on day two. Yeah, I didn't get to play day two. Uh, but there were those, real, yeah. And then there quick, were like bottles real, of 
yep, yep, yep. Fucking two eggs. Go for it. Sorry, I know, like, I know you guys are doing all the whole thing, but like, when you guys have these elements of like green, green smoke of gas and and things like that, and the kind of the LARP aspect of it, how well do you think that that would translate to modern Milsim events? Not like the extreme ones, but like more independent. Um, like, how do you think, think that would translate over into that? Like, I think aesthetics wise, it adds a huge, yeah. bump. like it, yeah. it makes everything look so much cooler than it is. It's yeah. I mean, it's yeah. possible to not look badass. Not and in some of the supply crates and other things that were masked that actually prevent it from killing you. Uh, oh, nice. Division agents carried masks. Uh, they were supposed to, but they didn't. I don't know why, but against, it was like they a didn't protect, thing. Yeah, yeah, they didn't protect against gas. Um, so anyway, they unlock the crate and there's uh, there's syringes, which are also really cool. They have these syringes that are filled with water. They're like big plastic syringes and you spray it near a guy and he's instantly re- revived. Yeah, they were just like these little syringes that had like a lining of some kind of like red liquid and then inside was just water and you'd go yeah. up. And whether they had a bandage or not, you just go and spray them. And and they're back in the game. But they were extremely limited. But there was uh, there was like five of those, at least 10 EG67s, 10 of the smokes, and uh, like, I don't know what, probably 10,000 uh, BBs. Yeah, there was. Yeah, like, and yeah, to me, that, that's awesome. That was like, it's like you win like a raffle in the middle of the game and just motivated cool. people so, so hardcore. Yes. And we had guys that, I mean, honestly didn't help in getting the crate come up. And we just kind of, obviously they needed that stuff more than we did because we're a little bit more experienced. So we passed off some of the stuff, kept some of the goodies for ourselves, of course. But yeah, uh, the 67s are awesome. Yeah, the 67s, <laughs> you're not getting any of those. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we handed some of the stuff off to the other guys and, uh, and then went back onto the field use those frags to uh to smoke some dudes that were trying to set up the spawn point again or is that when we actually took it that's when we took it that's yeah, when we had like dude, a real we fragged the crap out of that thing like air bursted them right over their heads to the tune of like probably four or five grenades and uh and took it um i'm trying to think of where the day went from there uh there was a lot of fighting outside the hospital trying for from the true sons trying to get in yeah we, we found many- that we we much preferred because with the big thing about us wanting to take their spawn point out is without their spawn point the respawn point they had to spawn back in the fob yeah. so we took that spawn point and they had like 20 guys that were in the building that were now trapped and couldn't respawn easily and had to walk all the way back yeah. instead of just being able to do the hop skip outside yeah and i and i felt like we spent most of the rest of the day kind of eliminating guys from entering the building so we would yeah. just work our way around the building uh we would find groups of 10 to 20 dudes and just slowly work them out of existence uh and then we had while uh, the rest of our yeah. team is holding the inside and they actually the rest of our team on the inside did something that was pretty cool they actually cut them off at the base and just worked them up to the roof they were trapped on the roof for the longest time and then actually went onto the roof uh, eventually and took them out Nice. Yeah, it was that was really fun to watch because you can yeah. see through these windows in the stairwell, and you could see our guys like stacking up and going up, and they had like fifteen dudes trapped up on the third floor that couldn't get down because we had all the stairwells locked down. And our guys just like slowly creeped up each stairwell and took them out. So let yeah. me ask you guys this: yeah, for out of all the airsoft games that you guys have played, do you guys think this is the I'm going to use like air quotes like the most LARPy game that you've ever done, or like the game that yeah. has the most? Oh yeah, for yeah. me for yeah, sure. 100%. I mean, uh, I actually had to go online and buy certain <laughs> things to have the look, <laughs> which well, is not definitely not so much the look, but I'm saying I guess the inside gameplay of it. having like gameplay mechanics that were tooled for the scenario. Like yeah, that. yeah. I, I mean, Overwatch cool. and uh, Breachpoint, they had like speakers and lights and stuff rigged up inside there. Yeah, and Overwatch I mean, does a really good job and, of and like, the guy their prop like, department. Is the Brian dude? They make some of the coolest. It's stuff. phenomenal and. But there's like a dude over the intercom talking trash to the division agents, I think. Oh, yeah. Just stuff like that to start the game. And it kind of gets you into it more. Um, but as far as it being like the most LARPy, yeah. I mean, all I've done is AMS, which is pretty I straightforward. I think that was what I was was trying what I was trying to say earlier. And I think okay. he, he, yeah. he asked the question yeah. better because that answered my you know that yeah, no, but definitely definitely the most LARPy thing I've done. But I would absolutely one hundred percent. They're doing yeah, it's gonna be a series. The division games are gonna be a series. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, if that if this <laughs> if that becomes yeah, so a no, series. Hey Bo, oh, real quick, hey Bo, sorry. Um I think I'm gonna have to stick with Overwatch. Like these games sound 
awesome. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Later, no, guys. Was really it was dope. Like, don't don't get me wrong. There, it definitely had it definitely had some faults uh, that we came across, which we'll talk about well, at the end. But I was it, say, overall, yeah. it was it was just ridiculously fun. We also had that bit where we rushed in from the safe zone and just grenaded the crap out of like thirty guys on the side of that building. Yes, and then I got shot in the face. <laughs> you got shot promptly in the face. Yeah, I, like mid, as my grenades like mid flight, I just take one in the head. But it was oh, a yeah. suicide run to begin with. Yeah. Uh, it, it was fun though. Yeah, I got. I that, that's kind of where I checked out. That was pretty much the end of day one. Uh, Cole stayed for day two. I, I had some family stuff, so I, I headed back that night. Uh, you can cover day two if there is anything kind of of note to go over. Uh, the th- main thing of note, because day one, we really didn't spend much time in the hospital. Like we got friendly fired inside and we were like, screw this. I, I just don't want to deal with it. So and we were more effective skirting kind of the outside of the building. It was easy to control that way. <laughs> day two, I got there a little late. And so oh, when I got there, uh, Alex, Carl and, Tra- and his other brother, Travis were uh you know, kind of refit. And they're like, well, if you want to, there's still a bunch of loot crates over in the hospital, but everyone is currently fighting over this big objective out in the woods. So we we're like, all right, let's just go see if we can find some loot crates and like get some stuff. Uh, Cause they also had like the loot crates weren't just like consumables you could use. It was like, you could get a riot shield for an hour or a grenade launcher, this or that. So <laughs> we go over there and it's just the three of us. And like Travis didn't even bring like his full gun. He just brought a pistol and we're going over there. And we're kind of clearing through the houses and looking. And there was like one, uh, true son's kid that was like kind of creeping on us, like thinking he was going to follow us in and kill us. And we were just kind of keeping our eye on him. But once we got in there, Soto who knew we were heading over to just kind of like Jack around and walk around the building, sent in like 20 dudes to get us told the true sons that there was like a bunch of divisions agents there. And he like put an objective right on top of us that they needed. And so next thing we know, we are getting fucking just absolutely waylaid. We like, there's 20, 30 guys going into the North entrance, 15 going into the South entrance. They've cut off on the bottom of the stairs. So we're trapped on the fourth floor with this like one stairwell that we're not letting these fuckers up. Like we're fighting them tooth and nail. They're trying to get up. We're shooting them the entire time. And this is where we got to use the, so they had EG green EG 25 micro smokes, right? And these were what they would call the green poison, like in the video game, like I was talking about. And if you didn't have one of the masks from the loot crate, it had to specifically be a little paper mask that you got in the loot crate. Normal mask that you brought wouldn't count. So only like a handful of people had them, like maybe 10. And you drop this, you drop the smoke down there. And if you're anywhere in the area that that smoke is, like if it, the smoke touches you or is around you, you're instantly dead if you don't have that mask. So, so it allowed you to do it indoors too, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, we got because they're like small that. enough. Yeah, you yeah, could so you could do smoke them. indoors. We drop yeah. these yeah. just yeah. these though, but we drop these down the stairwell, and it would they would lock that stairwell down for a good five ten minutes almost. Like they couldn't because it would just linger there, yeah, and it wouldn't dissipate, so they couldn't get up. So it made them have to think smart, like send up their dudes with the gas mask to get us, and we of course cleaned them out first. And then Alex had a, it was the only one of us that have a paper mask. So when we finally got reinforced and they kind of pushed them up into the second floor, we started working our way down and taking them out. And Alex dropped the, you know, would drop the EGs in front of him, go down because he was dealing with the mask and just kind of like shoo everybody out. And then we'd follow suit after it dissipated and clear the room. And that was, re- that was something that like I'd never, it was such a good tool for getting out of nightmare situations yeah. like being trapped by an entire by team. Yeah, no, they were, well, I mean, there's obviously some arguing. I heard complaints. I never saw anything personally. Like, I never saw any issues as far as, like, people not, you know, calling themselves calling. out from the gas. Yeah. But there was, I mean, it's it's a little confusing because it's anywhere the gas, like, particle can be seen around you. If it is there, you're dead. You don't have your mask on. So it was a little, that was a little goofy. But I I really liked it because it made those stairwells less of a nightmare to deal with. Because they're one of those like singular, like clockwise rotating stairwells that would like go the whole way up. So there's like doorways and angles you can get shot from trying to ca- come down on. Like it was just you if you like I said, when we got trapped on the third floor, we were screwed. Like they weren't going to be able to get up to us, but it created the stalemate because we couldn't come down until we were able to start dropping those green poison grenades That's down cool. the down a ladder like well, which is dope. Yeah, it was it was one of the neater elements. And I really hope that 
they either Overwatch finds a way to make that a regular thing because obviously that's going to be hard because they don't want that stain on the whatever the concrete at most AOs on the inside. So, but I think that just washes off. And but I I really the last op at that hospital. Yeah, so it's it's uh it's been purchased and is being repurposed uh into something else. So this was the very last uh at least the last op. They might have another like weekend game. There. Yeah, somebody said they were gonna have a but, couple more weekend games. But yeah, no but more, as far no as <clears throat> no more events, this was the last event, and it's actually really funny because the the current property owner who didn't because we had the contract that Breachpoint and Overwatch had is with the guy who's buying the place. But the guy who currently owns it has been drawing things out for so long that he technically still has possession. He had no idea any of this was going on. He found out about it, and I quote, on the Facebooks, and he came out there <laughs> madder than shit, threatening to like arrest everybody for trespassing and like haul everybody off. Was this on day two? And- or was this- yeah, this is on day two. Oh, yeah, yeah. and we're like coming off the field, <laughs> like walking off, and this is happening, and Soto's like, Soto talked to him obviously he was like look we've got you know we're we're, we're able we to be here we got their insurance we've got a contract it was just that it was if i'm not mistaken it was that it was with the new owner who technically hadn't taken possession yet weird but soto is such a charmer he just he just talked to the guy for a little bit and he uh he let us continue on cool. with the rest of the day so that kind of that kind of wraps up the summary um so what are the three good and three bad aspects of it the, the three goods um <clears throat> I don't know. Go with number one, Cole. Uh, the you, I like the utility, or I guess the the out of the normal stuff. The fact that they were like creating props, and it wasn't like they created a bomb prop or they created this, which they did, but they created stuff we could use in game, like those syringes and using the smokes indoors. I liked, I liked the honestly, I liked a lot of the little larpy aspects of it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, not just a BB I mean, sling fest. Yeah, yeah, it's not just a BB sling fest. Yeah, one for me, and I, I don't know why it's such a big deal because I'm, I'm, I'm never the one to stick around for the, uh, for the raffle because I just, I don't, I don't care. But uh, the loot crates to me that would, that's like the coolest idea that I've never seen done before, and I don't know why. Um, just giving kids free stuff to play with throughout the game. Because I mean, they're gonna throw it out at the raffle anyways. Might yeah. as well just put it, yeah. donate well it, and let them use allocate it now. Yeah. the game. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you could get, you know, in my opinion, if you could get EG to sponsor an event and they're willing to give you a creative stuff, you know, take those smokes, put them in loot crates, toss them out on the field, and make you know. sure that they're actually being used and like yeah. exactly instead of kids yeah. just give them, them home, give like, them an incentive way to use better tool. And if that yeah. wasn't the ended way and it just so happened to be that way now it should be so yeah so essentially they took the things that the sponsors would normally just toss out at the end of the yeah. event which I, I don't know if they did or not anyway uh, at the end of the event i wasn't there a little bit they did yeah but it was but, very you know, clear that they had they had given out most of it in the loop yeah process. i mean if falcon's bringing bb's for you for you to throw out if eg's <laughs> bringing smoke grenades for you to throw out if you have other items that can be used in the game that you're not going to throw out toss them in a box, hide them out on the field or making them an objective. And it, or if it, one, if one team's getting Molly whopped, put them in a, put them as the other team's objective and use them to try and overrun, you know, the team that outnumbers them using frags and whatever else, you know, these instant it also gave a huge incentive to get these objectives. Like it, you wanted yeah. to find these loot crates. Yeah. Once yeah. Figured, Cause once I a figured that, that that's what was in there, that was incredible. Yeah. B, I also started shooting people on the other team that I specifically would hunt down that had, loot boxes on them and i'd take it from them. yeah i did that a lot on day two yeah, and people were not pleased yeah and, and especially like at a bigger event like you know if ams adapted something like that and they gave you a frago like hey supply there's a supply drop here you need to go get it versus oh it's a pilot down which is really just like a big rice sack that weighs 500 pounds yeah. you know it's kind of like <laughs> if yeah if, if we lose that one oh well that don't matter oh. Oh, well, you know, I, it's either carrying yeah, heavy stuff that means absolutely nothing use. or carrying, you know, because that crate was fairly heavy. I mean, it was a two man carry. But uh, I mean, when you got it back and they opened it up and it's something you could use, it's kind of like, oh, man, that mission was cool. You know, yeah. so I, that to me, that was my favorite thing of day one was just the loot crate idea, which why it hasn't been adapted by absolutely everybody blows my mind because loot crates are like the, the only thing in video games anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't let EA know. They'll they'll run away with this. Yeah. Um, I liked that. Uh I like that. I feel like Milson West has something similar in that water and BBs can be taken off of players. That that is and really cool. I do it's like not yeah. uncommon for people to be low on water, which and is I love what you need the to medic medic people. role you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. You have to drink, you have to like 
butt chug a bottle of water or whatever yep. in order to and yeah, it's not to uncommon it's awesome. for you to yeah. run out of BBs. Another thing I liked that no, if we go take this, we can take their water and all their BBs. Yeah. That's another like, thing I, I, I liked that I don't think people think about uh, is the, the required lunch break that was an hour long. Um, right. That's interesting. There's a lot of, if, if you've ever been to Broken Home, uh, you know that there's a, a lot, <laughs> the attrition rate is super high. Um, I feel like you can alleviate that by taking an hour break watching people drink water in a controlled area and watching them eat uh, mm-hmm. or giving them the opportunity to leave and eat and come back. Um, I, I felt like that was a, just a good amount of time to re-energize and get back out on the field. No wonder there's so many fights at Milsim events. It's because these 40 year olds with identity crises don't eat and they get hangry. And then they I, I know, right? Sick. Everybody's hangry. Everybody's thirsty. Yeah, no, it's calling their hits. But no, you, know, you just it, need to eat something. But Shut you can up. sit there and, and the people are going to sit there and argue and be like, no, it's not real military. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, whenever I was in basic training, we had forced hydration where they made you stop everything and chug like a liter of water. I yeah. vomited multiple times, but you know, it, it gives people the opportunity to reset because when you're out there, you're out there with everybody from the age of like 11 to 50. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guys in between are going to be fine. The guys on the opposite yeah. ends of those spectrums are not, they need to yeah. stop. And they're always going to, they're always going to push themselves further than they need to Stages go. of like, what would you consider? Yeah. Yeah. Health. So I really, I really like the break. I really like the loot crates uh, and kind of like what Cole said. I like the LARPy aspect of it. I didn't think, Never thought of myself as a LARPer, but that's probably about as close as I'll get. I like Welcome putting together to kit. the fucking club, asshole. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I thought I was better than you. Now, trash like all ah, I you. got you by the fucking hook now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was uh, it was really fun. I like the sling pack. I liked I like playing the role. I think playing the role made everything you did feel yeah. more important. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just because you're. <laughs> definitely stuff like us not having comms and them starting with comms was a huge yeah uh factor for sure yeah because so they were definitely it was like a little fire under your ass yeah well yeah. and they were getting reinforced in very particular areas like right away and we just were kind of discombobulated so what were <clears throat> some things that you guys didn't like again about the game maybe it sounds like too broad of uniform Requirements. um so so yes the the uniforms were far yeah. far too broad and it could have been alleviated with something as simple as no black for true sons that would have alleviated all the problems we had at the beginning of the game yeah uniforms needed to be more specific not for the division agents but for the true sons and it either needed to be all tan all green or multicam and if you didn't have that stuff then nope you're just not you're not playing yeah, uh, they were like swapping DCU and ATAX on top and like yeah. magic crap. And yeah, it dude, made it you, really hard to tell. What you could not. I mean, even outside, sometimes we were like, is that friendly? Is that not? And it, and they should have limited us to like black, black gray or civilian. Like yeah. we, jeans, yeah, we, you know, something like that. What we did. I, like I think we were mostly gray. Uh, yeah. We had gray bottoms. You had a flannel top, a blue flannel top, and I was wearing a gray long sleeve shirt. Yeah. Um, but I, I think just a little bit more specificity on what, what you could and couldn't wear, I think would have cleaned up a lot of it. Um, the second one was just like uh, the admin. It seemed like there was a total disconnect right off the bat. Um, I think it got fixed later in the day because um, it seemed to run a lot smoother. But right off the bat, we got uh, two different sets of rules for the spawn point. Um we got two sets of rules for how the spawn points could be put back into play. And uh, what, what was the other one we ran into? Uh, just kind of getting clarification on some of the, well, yeah, like we, the there was one admin who was new uh, from what we were told. Um, we went and we talked to him and said, Hey, we need clarification on this. And he's like, Oh, well I'll have to ask so-and-so like he couldn't clarify it there on the spot, which to me is a problem. Um, and then even after getting on the radio, there was no clarification. We talked to, we talked to three admins, got three different answers. Um, went and talked to Woodcock, which, you know, he had an idea cause he had read the rule set. Rob had the same idea cause he had read the rule set, but it was like this admin hadn't. So he was causing a bunch of like discombobulation on the field. Um, so that, that to me was an issue. Um, the third, I really, I guess maybe having the, the missions be, I don't know, maybe having a little bit more detail, like on the, uh, like on the radio, we were told to go out there and find a black box. Well, we found how many black boxes in route, you know? Yeah. 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 So maybe, maybe something just slightly better identifiers. Maybe number the boxes. 
Yeah, or, or that. Well, and all, I mean, most of them were as far as like yeah. objective stuff. They had like like the loot crate phonetic. was Echo. Yeah. Um, but it, there was some confusion there too. Uh, but I mean, other than that, those are those are fairly small gripes for a Milsim event. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds pretty typical for most it, it would have been events. Very different if we did an AAR for a Broken Home. <laughs> oh, we may need to just like still do that. <laughs> I'm, I still have PTSD. I have PTSD. I need to go get a service dog before I go back. <laughs> big but, thing uh, was uh, multicam black and black. Yeah, obviously was a huge problem. Yeah. Um, the rule set clarification was a, a little annoying, but not. Not it wasn't a game bad. breaker at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It My, just caused there. There was a few arguments we had back and forth with other players on the field because we were following the original rule set, and then they changed them in the brief, which we all attended, and we were kind of looking at each other like, "Well, that's not what was in the rule set that they sent out." And what they said it was is that Breachpoint has a rule set and Overwatch has a rule set, and they linked to the wrong one uh, uh, on the Facebook page. I will say that, that when there were arguments, they were a lot less like, and maybe it's just like the particular crowd this drew yeah which, which was, was both there. a complaint and kind of a plus is a it drew the goobers but b whenever yeah. arguments happened they were like really pretty tame like hey i shot you no and the guy they would like explain like either yeah, they were the or it was that yeah everybody there was, was no like bumping really, chest there was no yeah. like separating people well i guess it was good. It was very calm, and it seemed like a lot of people knew each other because it was a smaller event on yeah, both yeah, sides. Yeah, a little bit smaller. I think I would rather here. deal with goobers. So the, oh, yeah, no, I'm here. Then, yeah, then like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I'll take yeah. the goobs all day. The my biggest complaint, actually, now that I think about it, was the some of the issues with the rules being left too open to interpretation as far as what players could do and get away with. Just like it's not breaking the rules, but they're just being dickheads. They're just like, bending we, them super hard. Yeah. There was this one kid who like oh this whole and the funniest part about this I can't remember if this is day one or day two. I think this is day two. But this group of unit who or of uh not unit uh true sons and they just been getting creamed all day all weekend like we just been smacking them. This small group of like fifteen is like super motivated and they clearly have an objective. I'm like all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, and they're going and they're running out of the safe zone. And I see this one division dude just kind of like lightly jog behind them, oh, follow yeah. them for about 200 feet and then just waste all of that them. Was, that was day straight one. out of the spawn. And yeah, I was like, it, it was a dirty play for sure. And I think yeah. he even told them that they could stay in because he knew it was dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. But, he yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. That was day I, one. The best part about that was just like how motivated they were. 15 seconds before getting <laughs> absolutely creamed. just yeah. getting lawyer fucked by some kid oh, who so knew dirty. that he could just come out of the safe zone and just beat him down yeah but anyway <laughs> that's uh that's my version of an aar which it's still milsim so it's not 100 accurate but that's the way it should be done you just so just to give an overall highlight you you guys it sounded like obviously thoroughly enjoyed the game correct oh yeah well, we it's a, a it's a must play for sure uh yeah. if copperhead was if last year's copperhead was a 10 this was this was a nine yeah nice. yeah I, I definitely had a really good time and i'm really excited and hopefully you guys will get to come to the future soto is very adamant that they're gonna be doing like a level two of this and they're gonna throw yeah. in like new elements like dark zone and bosses so like the division could go in the dark More zone and turn on themselves Mm. crank it up yeah so i think i I'm think in. have yeah i think he's gonna have some really cool ideas he's got some new aos he's looking you guys at it, so. me. overwatch tactics definitely has some cool stuff coming down the yeah pipe. they killed it it was awesome the conquest of avalon game was the first taste i had of of those guys and i was impressed then this is blowing my mind right now and uh i want i want i want all in on it oh yeah yeah we'll get you down here for one yeah Corey, you're coming back down next weekend for the AMS light game, right? At D14. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be another one day trip for me. Uh, I'll go down there Friday night, play Saturday and then head back midday Saturday. I've got, dude, I'm, I'm so stinking busy. But, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're only going to play a half day. You're not going to be there the whole weekend. Go to a wedding. Cole, Cole's bailing on me because his wife is making him go to like three weddings in one day. No, no, no. We, ha- we are more than happy to dress weddings. up and put on a bow tie and go do it. We are going to two separate weddings, actually. Oh, well, that's fancy. Oh, my I'm goodness. Dude. You should have just used your wife as an excuse. That's uh, 10 times lamer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got a solid point. Yeah, maybe. Well, I have to work, I have to work <laughs> yeah, the range during the day on Saturday for my hobby job because it's like yeah. one of the few times they've actually called me in. That'll be fun. No, I, I totally get it. It's uh, life is busy, but uh, I'm going to go down there for Saturday and uh, try out D14. Never played there before. So me neither. It looks interesting. Yeah. If if I wouldn't have flown in for Northern Front, I would have just played Saturday. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll I'll report back on the next episode. Cool. Uh, I'm interested because I've heard from the people that have gone that it's uh, that many players that they have signed up should be uh, pretty crowded. Should be a gaggle. Yes, <laughs> a big old gaggle. A aren't you sad you aren't going to be a platoon leader? <laughs> Me. Mm-hmm. No, I've definitely I, I've I've retired from ever being a leadership role in an AMS game ever again. <laughs> He's not allowed to. That's like, <laughs> yeah. You had a lot of frustration, a lot of undertones. I know. Me? No, it's it's just uh, I come from a world where when you are promoted to a leadership position, you're working with people that are already trained and trying to move airsofters in some type of tactical manner is is impossible and it resorts to you going and essentially putting hands on people grabbing them and saying run that way shoot that way <laughs> and it just got so annoying like, like you fight bro yeah and and, and uh, i i don't know if we've already talked about this story on the podcast before but we were trying to do just a simple battle drill where you set up a firing line and you flank left or right it works a hundred percent of the time so we set up our firing line. It's Cole, me, and Robo on the front. I turn around to my guys in the rear who was like white platoon or something because their whole platoon had fallen out as a heat casualty. These are the guys that are left. <laughs> and I said, hey, guys, flank left, work your way up the hill. And the guy looks at me like a deer in the headlights and says, but what if they shoot at us? Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And it, I was like, I was trying to figure out like <laughs> – the you dynamic of beating myself to death with an airsoft gun, and I just couldn't do it. And, and, and you know, Robo, to his credit, was uh, he's a much calmer guy and obviously doesn't come from like the military world and was able to kind of dumb it down for him. I can't, I just I couldn't do it. I, I did a little bit better day two, but after that, I was just like, ah, this isn't for me. I can't, I can't, I can't drop down to Milsim level of leadership. <laughs> So I just didn't, I, I just won't do it again, uh, at least not for a while. But yeah, I mean, day two, when when we assaulted the church at Broken Home, I felt like that went pretty smooth. Uh, yeah, that was, that, that, was, that, was led, that was led by me and our crew, and we took it in like five minutes. It was basically minutes. like five of us at that point because everyone else was a heat casualty. Oh, dude, there were so many heat casualties. How, how I was so hungover that I think you could see gas fumes coming off. Yeah, me. cold dumped whiskey all over my gear and then vomited right next to my car. <laughs> <laughs> I threw up in Shocker. game. That's yeah. the one where I, uh, yeah. I I was like, we had just been ambushed by like, and everyone else is dead and it's just me and I'm hurling horrible insults because they can't <laughs> see where I am because I'm in the trees laying down and I like dig a hole, throw up in it, cover it back over and then just like keep shooting at them the whole time. I'm just insulting them just relentlessly to the point yeah. where they just got so pissed. They just threw a bunch of grenades at me. Yeah. Now broken home last year was, was it, it was testing so at least it was very testing and they're That's doing it. I've never gone to broken home. Man, I, I think it's one of those events you need to do once just to no, experience it. It's a masochistic no. thing for us at this point. I'll we're, admit we're I was trapped. disappointed when they moved it from October back to May. Yes, I was I was actually excited when they I it. think I think everybody was a little bit more excited. Um Yeah, I was big mad when that happened. Yeah, not so having it. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm always going to go cuz it's 3 hours away from my house. So I'm always going to go to it. Um That makes sense. I'll just try and drink a little bit more water this year try but if say won't happen though no well i mean i did good last time and i mean all all of us i i feel like prepare adequately but there was just nothing to prepare you for that it was so hot i mean we literally lost our first guy 10 feet away from the bus that dropped us off just oh, God. Oh, God damn. He, just, he just sat down no, no, and, was and, like, listen, and this I is a, it's, it's a cool story it's a cool story like <laughs> if there if there was a movie ever made about an airsofter it would be about this guy named lucky um he's a heavier set dude um we we get off the bus right and 
we're standing out in the open. So I'm like, Hey guys, let's move into the wood line. So my platoon moves into the wood line and I send out some guys to kind of skirt the other side to kind of scout around. Well, Rick pulls up in a bus full of the enemy and he knows where he dropped us off. So he stops and he goes, Hey, Corey, don't attack these guys. And I was like, well, there goes my position. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> and then he proceeds to drive them 10 feet up the road and dump 60 dudes like right on top of us. Wait, was Lucky on tan? Yes, yeah. he was. With I me. know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So he Lucky was right inside the wood line. Well, we we kind of start moving back and forth. We're shooting it out with these guys, and they're just molly whopping us because they outnumber us three to one, and they gave away exactly. our position to start. If we could have ambushed them, we would have won for sure. They also but, have the high ground, and we have no cover. Yeah, yeah, but Rick totally blew it for us. Yeah, and so we we're backing up, we're bounding backwards, and uh, and Lucky just can't do it. Um, the, it was just too hot, it's a steep and we went incline. It's, yeah, and we yeah. and we had waited for like thirty minutes, uh, just in that same position. People were already sweating out. And he goes, dude, I, I can't. And he goes, I'll just leave me here. He goes, I'll hold him off. And I was like, all right, man, good luck. You know, <laughs> so we we had already notified him that he was going to be there uh, and he was just going to kind of step out of the wood line. They're going to come pick him up and take him off the field. So as we're bounding backwards, just trying to exfil away from He's just this hellacious onslaught, you just hear him and his LMG just going off in the distance. <laughs> it reminds me of like a dude's last stand in a movie or something. Dude, it like was that. it was kind of epic reminds because apparently he, apparently he laid down like enough to where the other team like he got a mention, I think at the raffle or something. Cause yes. apparently he just, he dug in with this, uh, this HPA LMG and all you do is what, what, what? Yeah. He's just laying yeah. hate he, while he we're retreating. While, while we got out of there, it was one of those go on without me. <laughs> it was, it was, awesome. it was, the, it was, it was so thing. perfect. I, I hope he got one of the operator mags. I want, I want to say, did, I, I know Robo had talked to him after the game. Uh, Cause he, he wanted to meet Robo it was like kind of his big thing. And uh, so he had talked to him and a bunch of other stuff, but it was, it was a, it was a cool story uh, in the middle of a, a terribly hot event. Mm -hmm. So we That's were, cool. Rick dropped us off way in the far corner of the AO. Mm -hmm. And of course we all die eventually. It's so like, okay, let's just walk to uh, those of us who died. Uh, let's just walk back to our FOB. Yeah. And our FOB wasn't in the place it was last year, nope. which we weren't told about until we walked into the green team FOB and like, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, okay. So we walk on the other corner of the field to find RAO and we walk to find a single tent in an open field with no shade. Yeah. And it was, and it was the better part of a mile we walked to get to they it. They told you to get out. Like, oh, good, man, I'm thirsty. Do we have any oh, water? Yeah. Yeah, we over there in the stepped into the command tent. And they were like, I don't even remember who those dudes were. They like weren't somebody that I I had run into in like the 15 events I've been at for AMS. Yeah, the like, water was kept not... at a brisk 98.3. <laughs> yeah, like, like, if you're not command, get out of the tent. I was like, it was like drinking Excuse the fuck out of you. <laughs> Oh, about yeeted yeah. them and their control station out of that tent. Oh, <laughs> it was such a travesty. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, tensions were hot. That's one of the few games where, like, if it was gonna pop off, it was at that game. Oh, dude, we <laughs> like Cole and I. There was so much infighting. We were so we. Everybody was a diva. Everybody was crying at each other. Everybody was. Well, I'm just on, so man. hungover, I can't God. see straight, and everybody's yeah. yelling at each other the whole time. Oh, everybody was mad, and then like halfway through the day, everybody's like, "I'm sorry, man." <laughs> I didn't mean to yell at you earlier. <laughs> I needed a Snickers bar. We like, no yeah, so bad. we like we like made out and made up in the woods or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, had a great bad. time. But it was it was near the end of day two. Like we quit early on day two. We were like first AMS event that I bounced from early. Yeah, no, it was the first time. It was so funny as when we were walking off. Yuck, who's the leader of cost? like saw us at one point and was like, man, it's got to be bad if that crew's walking off the field right now. Cause we were so frustrated with like stupid, like, I can't remember what exactly happened, but I remember we just like, we ran into like straight into a fucking wall full of spikes. Yeah, the finals draw for us was when we were getting pushed. Um, when green was pushing up to our FOB. Out of our yes. fob, right. Yeah. They had, a, they had two sides of our fob. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's they when we left. Totally, that is totally pinched, and we came well, out of the pub and just got mopped. And I mean, there was probably what four four hundred plus at that event. Yeah. And by the end of day two, we might have had 25, 30 guys. It seemed guys. like everyone in God. tan forgot what a water bottle was. Yes. We, <laughs> I think, the tan casualty rate was like something ridiculous. Uh, it was it was like ninety 
I, I want to say it was like 90 people by the time the weekend was done. Like, yeah. Wow. I feel like anybody that actually played day two should have gotten an award of some sort. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but, you know, anyway, that, that, that was kind of, that's our review of Overwatch. Uh, Man, and broken I, home in the past. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. in a uh, slight bit of a sprinkle of bitching about broken. <laughs> yeah, and a quick a quick go over. It's it's too far in the past to actually go over it now, but I mean, going forward I'd like to do it more with the events that we attend cuz I mean, we're we're all over the place. We kind of cover yeah. everything. I definitely so. want I definitely like the idea of us doing one of these at an event like on a Saturday, like a Copperhead this next year. Oh, if everyone absolutely. can make it, we could just set up in that one of the houses and just do this like the Saturday night after the first game. Yeah, I've I actually got a buddy of mine talked out, uh, talked into coming to his first game, and it's going to be copyright. Yes, which is maybe not the best one to start him on. But oh, no, I, no, it's no. definitely the most. It'll be great. That yeah. was actually the one I started on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's such a phenomenal event, and and it's a it's a it's a cool scenario because you're you're out there hanging out like in houses. There's like mm-hmm. a block of just airsofters that you well that's where i that's where i actually kind of met it kind of meet the organization that's where i met punk for the first time and by the end of that weekend we were in our boxer shorts hugging in a circle yeah true story it was at the was, uh, but that's how most you, weekends end for you Cole. you robo me woodcock. and woodcock we did a four-way yeah, um circle jerk it was yep. we yeah. no everyone i can't remember who was somebody dropped their trousers and just went and this is at the raffle like the whole oh, game's here i remember this and picture. he like drops trousers and like holds his arm and it's like come here buddy and all of a sudden like five of us were just like in our yeah. fucking that was boxers, too, like, wasn't it waddling yeah two 2.5 we're just like waddling yeah. towards each other and we had this big group hug and like the other 300 people who were there just like what the fuck is wrong with these it people? was yeah it made no sense i thought it was great it's my favorite picture of any event i've ever been to <laughs> it's just four dudes with their pants around their ankles in a circle hug and it's we look so, so happy favorite. we're like heads thrown back <laughs> laughing like nothing in the world man it's just so, like, Yay! So, and it was so, so stupid it was, so but it's my, it, no exactly it's my favorite picture it's pure and wholesome yeah it was great well you guys got any more questions no, over I, I, no man sign me up i want to go yeah no you guys yeah, definitely need to come to. down i will definitely we'll we'll keep you all apprised of when the next one is because Corey and i are already like starting to kind of or i'm trying to start planning for copperhead for this year because that's yeah. the one that like hell like i know i'll make broken home but i want to make copperhead like hell or high water yeah yeah no, if, I mean, if we I mean, all don't make it to copperhead that, that's a big problem yeah, that's, that's going to make me real sad. Right. That's where we need to do the uh, the middle of the day one. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mr. Eric, before we started the show, you mentioned that one of our sponsors, EG, has a cool new product coming out. Yeah, so Enola Gay has um, their new gloves coming out. Uh, they're, they're hard knuckle gloves, and one of them says, fuck you on the knuckles. So that's pretty <laughs> rad. So um, that's, their new, that's their new thing they got going on. So you guys check it out. Yeah, I'll have to pick up a pair of those because I do. And you can literally buy products everywhere. Yep. Every like everybody has them. Yes. So yeah, they sure you can buy them at your grocery store for free. I was actually rocking uh, their original uh prototyped soft shell jacket today. Ooh. You can actually get I think I've got one of those too. The, uh, I need to get yes, the I, two, I need to get the second one that has the hood. The two Yeah, I want one of those bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say you could actually buy EG on Amazon there for a while. I don't know if you still can, but I know because uh, we actually use some of their stuff for our wedding. That was that was from Darren, though. He just like sent me a box of crap, which was incredible because they're just I'm super good dudes. That cloud maker that Daniel gave me a copperhead. Dude, they oh, kept trying to sell dude. me the cloud maker at Overwatch. Have you seen the new one? Was the, was the yeah. one they showed you when we it's were there? It's the size Corey? of a football. Yeah, it's a football <laughs> size smoke. God damn, dude! I'm, I'm no, have you not seen it. that yet, Eric? It's ridiculous. No. I, yeah, I it's, think I have seen it. I just—it's been a minute. It's like a foot tall, like, and like I feel like it could have signaled wide. the beginning and the end of the game in one smoke. It is no, it looks like a fire starter log. It really fucking does. It's ridiculous, dude. Fun fact: it would have lasted longer than half the people at Broken Home. <laughs> yes, it really would have. <laughs> that needs to be the test. This year for broken home we'll just light one of those big fuckers and see if it goes out or the first person does like, oh, which one's gonna fade first oh god it's a good challenge going to bring you know those big 
water balloon slingshots. Yeah. That like two people hold <laughs> just, people back. Yes! Start artillery yeah. striking. Just 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 eat one of those. <laughs> It'll oh, definitely man. kill somebody if it <laughs> Just the shock from getting water in their system that fast. No, we're going to lob smokes and EG67s with it. No, I want to I want to lob that big giant fucking football smoke. Like spend like 5 grand and launch like eight of them shits into Colville and just completely make it a cloud. Just one giant multi cloud cloud of fucking It's going to have so long of like Yeah, yeah, you definitely need some type of mechanical advantage because I'm pretty sure I can only throw that thing about three feet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can only throw the EG67 like straight down or kind of Dude, I flubbed every EG67. (laughs) I was throwing, I kid you not, we were making an assault on the uh, on that that respawn point, and the first one I throw is a grounder. I straight up throw a grounder, like I threw it straight into the ground because my sling slipped onto my arm. Uh, it was uh, it was embarrassing for me. It was not good. I had some good ones, but I had some pretty bad ones. My favorite one I threw that blew up like exactly three feet above these kids had like an air burst. Yeah, that was. And they one. tried to like not call it, and I was like, no, 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 no. You're no. definitely still dead. All dead. But. Yep. Yeah. So that's an only game. That's what they got going on. Yeah, Check yeah. it out. You can buy a football sized um, <laughs> football sized smoke grenade. Maybe to show it Suffocate your neighborhood. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. They sponsor us, but not the ozone layer. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I feel like cool. If I was new to Airsoft and I wanted yeah. to start a team or find a team or find a local retailer, what website would I have to go to? That would be Airsoft C3. They are, I think they're they're kind of trying to set up a little bit on the, the Facebook side of things, like just for Airsoft. As far as like, you can create a profile, you can look at maps, you can find teams, you can find shops, you can find techs, you can find reviews on people, if I'm not mistaken, like techs and businesses and whatnot in the area. Uh, it's, I keep fiddling with it more and more now that I've got my profile created. And it's one of the, it's a really, really cool uh, setup. I'm, I'm kind of sold on it. It makes one of the one of the hardest things with getting into airsoft is networking, finding people are in your area and stuff. Yeah, because like it definitely is a small community. Yes, it is a small community. Yeah, they got advocates, brands, fields, groups, organizers, services, shops, teams, gearbox, and events. So you can I, like I can click on this right now. Let's see. What, let's see what we got going on here. Coming up soon, upcoming events. There's 21, and they're split up by state. They're split up by field. Oh, they I have mean, events as well. That's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got it up right now. Let's see Texas events. <clears throat> Let's see what we got here. Uh, da, 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 da. There it is right there. AMS Southern Front is the next one coming up. You know what would be kind of cool too is uh, this, you know, uh, at, towards the end of the episodes, we should start like using the Airsoft C3 platform to, to tell people what events are coming up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like, hey, and if you're in this area, you got these games going on, and such and so forth. I think, uh, I think the I think the Falcon one they do they already do that, if I'm not mistaken. But it would be funny, you know, for somebody to steal something from them for once. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh no! Damn. So maybe oh, maybe. No. It's Full disclaimer: that one did not come yeah. from me. Hashtag never going to get a sponsorship. <laughs> that was not mine. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help myself. That everyone, every, really like, anytime I open my mouth and Valken comes out, everyone's like, oh, eggshells. And I'm just like, no, that one. Yeah, no. Cole talks trash, but we have great friends that work yeah, for Valken. Too. Oh, yeah. Really fantastic good friends people. that work good there. People. Yeah. Oh, but man, man I just... Got to give them crap sometimes. Oh, for sure. Overwatch Tactics definitely sounds awesome, and I definitely want to try and hit one up. In yes, the future. they. It's it's in my opinion, it's a must play. Real quick um, though, real go ahead. quick. Speaking, I don't want to. I don't want to end the episode on a bad note. Um, because what you were saying that Kaiju and Josh made some of the sweetest props for that game for mm. Overwatch. Yeah, who do happen to work for Valken. 
I saw Josh like 3D printing these and he was, yes. he, I saw like, this was a couple of months ago. Like he'd been working on this for quite a while. Yeah. They were really cool. I never, I didn't, I didn't ask him about it. I didn't message him. You know, he does his own thing, but like I saw it and I was like, that's cool. I kind of put it out of the back of my mind. And when you told me there was a division game, I immediately put two and two together and I was like, that is badass. So I, that's really cool that they he, that he yeah. did that. Or if I think it was was it on Josh's behalf or was it on Balkan? It was Josh because Josh yeah. couldn't make it, but he he still sent uh, Kaiju down with a couple of them. But That's they cool. Made him specifically That's badass though. Yeah, and I mean, no, it, it, it was cool. Like, I mean, it had a legit antenna on the side of it. It, it would glow. Uh, yeah, like, it would rotate it, like, between being like bright and. Uh, no. It would, what, and it, it would turn red every once in a while. It was just, it was super cool. Josh makes cool shit, honestly. Yeah. Like, like I want to reach out to him and ask him to make us one. Yeah, I I would too. But um, yeah, especially as an R and D guy, I know that guy catches whatever from whomever. But Josh has got some good shit. Like he's he's a good he's good tech. Yeah. Well, it also it also got me thinking, man. Like, uh, so I don't know how the kill switch worked. If you removed the antenna, did it turn you red? Like, it, if you plugged it in, it would turn it on. Okay. Or turn it off. I'm sorry. So if you uh, if you pulled the the cord out, it would start blinking and like go through its cycle. And if you plugged it back in, it would turn off. Yeah. And that was also how you charged it was because it was a little Dean's. Uh, well, how wire. cool would it be if if an identifier for each team was a different color. And if you pulled it, it turned red. So you knew that they were dead. And the way you brought them back into the game was by like holding, was like holding a key up to it for like 10 seconds. And it turns back uh, to color. That's the first dope. thing I thought of. And it blew my mind, but that's, Oh man, I just if made Falcon a billion dollars. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Cause the dead rack system, the dead rack system definitely works, but it's just, it would be something kind of cool and different. Hold up. What if it wouldn't it be cool? Okay, so you take that a step further. Like if you take like the Desert Fox, like the blue fox tracker thing where they had like if you say hit or whatever, like if what mm-hmm. if you each player had their own little box that had a light that was their their signal, like that became like a new part of Airsoft and it was linked to a nap. So like even it's even like yeah. So you could drop airstrikes and kill groups of people. <laughs> they would know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Wouldn't that be cool? We just entered Airsoft 2099. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty cool. It's good stuff. Good idea. I think, I think we'll start seeing more and more tech. It's more and more like talented people who can actually do cool stuff with like engineering side of things, unlike my frumpy ass. They'll come yeah. up with this neat shit that they can make. Like you've got guys like Rich Lord, who HPA systems have been around, but I, I, I mean, I'll argue with anybody that Wolverine is making leaps and bounds beyond everybody else as far as like the kind of innovation that he's creating and putting into things. Fully mechanical systems. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, going forward, man, I think I think gameplay is going to be what evolves more than the guns. Yeah, because uh, I mean, the version two gearbox has been the version two gearbox for what, like twenty years now, and I mean, we've put better parts in it, but <clears throat> it's like I mean, version two point nine 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 nine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there there's ways to make them better, but they're still kind of just what they're going to be. I I think the gameplay <clears throat> is what's going to be getting better. Uh, like I said, I mean, with apps, GPS trackers, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, like that idea right there is just brilliant. Being able to tell a player. That they've it'll just improve, been blown up, you know. Yeah, it'll improve quality of life on both sides, like Milsim, Immersions, the Super Hardcore, yeah. the LARPY, as well as Speed QB. Like they're gonna benefit a lot from stuff like trackers or like some kind of hit tracker or something like that later on down the line. That's yeah. Not- yeah, man. What if yeah, like what if little pieces like that become as integral to your kit as your gun itself? Like yeah. People people, you know, invest in their gun because ultimately that's their marker, but like when 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 are you going to invest in that one piece of gear that's like as integral to the game as anything else you're using yep for sure which i think is that's the logical next step with this nerdy little hobby of ours is uh, the tech that comes with it which we're already starting to see yeah well i mean that's one of the reasons why i think some event companies stand out more than others now is because they're they're putting out yeah very intricate props 
stuff that you can actually interact with. You know, it's not just a a bag full of sand. It's something that you have to put in a code to diffuse or it sprays smoke all over the place, stuff like that. It's just, I I, I think that's the next step. Surprisingly, I see almost none of those in Milsing games. Yeah. It's always just like, oh, here's what's left of a fucking sandwich. That might might determine who's around in 10 years and who's not. I think it really will. So especially with depending on how much you're paying for an event. Like if I, if I'm showing out almost $200 for an event, I want to see some real cool shit. If I'm, if I'm still in this in 10 years, I'm going to be, I'm spiteful now, but God damn, I am going to <laughs> God of yeah. war. Eight. You are going to be like a Sarah's wrath. Just <laughs> fucking screaming all the I'll time. I'll just have a d- mini gun or nothing. Like there's, <laughs> <laughs> just to just you we're just gonna strap like two six tube fucking doom, doom, I'm a doom boss. that's what i am i'm a boss from doom i've got like two mounted <laughs> things and like i my gut is i've let myself completely go and i'm just like, yeah. completely naked just got hanging out yeah <laughs> i've got a weird, weird mad max looking goblin mask on that i've fashioned <laughs> out of random garbage it's man bear pig <laughs> <laughs> super serial, you guys. Super serial. Uh, Eric, everyone loved your closeout for the first episode, so why don't you go ahead and do that again today? Oh no. Uh, <laughs> so uh... <laughs> I opened this. I got this started. You got to close it up. I didn't forget it. It was off the cuff for the first time. I was like, all right, well, okay. Other serious uh, airsoft podcast is based on the premise that uh, everybody does one project and then falls off. Uh, we're on episode three now, so joke's on you. Hopefully, we got two dislikes on this bitch. Uh, <laughs> next time, we don't know what we're going to talk about, but you're going to tune in anyway because you hate it and so do we. So you guys have a good one. We'll see you next time. <laughs>